Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk 20s. Bam! Hope everyone once again had a great New Year's 2023. Voice successfully. We did two uploads in one week for the first time. So let's do. Let's get a round of applause for two two episodes in one week. Round of applause for Tanner for editing all of it and posting it. Thank you, Tanner. Hell yeah. You're welcome. We did good. Yeah. Round of applause to you, boys, too. We're going to try to stay with that. We're going to try to do two episodes a week and just see where that takes us. But for this episode, the title is Communication in All Relationships. I know we definitely talked and touched on like communicating with significant others and kind of like our relationships in general throughout the the podcast episodes. But this one specifically talked our communication, how we have kind of changed our way of talking to people, especially our significant others since middle school and high school to now. Um, and also with our family as we've gone older and like we talked about how our parents have turned more from being kind of talking down as a parent-child relationship to more like a mentor and friend kind of relationship. So without further ado, let's get into it, boys. I hope you are doing well tonight. How are we doing? What's going on? Stellar. Stellar. Every, it's it's always a good Monday with you. Connor, boys. Connor, what you wearing over there? Bulldogs are going against TCU tonight. Yeah. Mm. Them dogs Them are going to win. Go dogs, everybody. If Them you're dogs. a Georgia fan, bless you. If you're not a Georgia fan, I hate you. No, I, 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 love, I love you all, but wow. I, the dogs are going to win tonight. Connor's being the feisty one in this episode. Yeah, I, we all know how I feel about Georgia, so. Um, yeah, I know. Maybe I'll we'll be better next year, though. Maybe Auburn's got to be better next year. They got. Wait, it. I mean, it's only up from where we were last year. I mean, literally, yeah. if we're worse. I... Last year was god-awful. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's fine. You know, Hugh Freeze, our, our new new coach. It's crazy how we hired someone. Right? <laughs> we hired someone. From Boise State and had him for one year and said, nah. Yeah. It's crazy. Now they went to Nebraska? Like, yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't give it know. to freaking – who was the interim coach? Give it to Cadillac? Him. Give it to Cadillac, yeah, Cadillac, bro. That's what I'm saying. Bro, Cadillac was uh... – Yeah, he seemed like he was doing good for y'all. I don't know why they didn't just give it to him. I'll tell you why. And then he took back, bro. He yeah. took a step back yeah. and was like, I want this program to succeed and f- fulfill what it's able to accomplish. Like, that takes a lot. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of shit at Auburn. Essentially, the, the committee board is all owned by Auburn alumni that are in their 70s. This is what I've been told and read on. And so in terms of, like, evolving Auburn and trying to, like, keep get it up with the times and not be such, like, a community school in a way, there's a lot of resistance with the board. So, like... The head coach that we had previously, actually the athletic director, went behind the committee's back and hired him without telling the committee because he knew that they wouldn't improve of it. So, like, the, there's the, the new and guy? now the athletic de- yeah, well, now the athletic director stepped down. This was for our prior coach from Wichita oh, State. Okay. We're trying to become like Georgia and stuff, like a big school, and not. It doesn't matter, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Boys, for this topic, I want to go ahead and start with his first question. And we're just going to see how this boy goes. Absolutely. That's good. Boys, what better to start off than let's just start to break this down little Mm. by little. To you guys, what does communication look like in different relationships, whether that be friendships, family, work, significant other, community, et cetera? Come on, just put it on out there. Communicating with people that you care about involves like a lot of 
for me, like something that I'm working on, I'm working on planning. I'm working on being really forward with what my intentions are, being really forward with uh, what I'm thinking in my head and being really forward with like what I want to do if I'm talking to my friends or family or my significant other about things that I'm going through. For me, the communication the communication that I have, it, I felt like it used to be different per like kind of group of people. My communication with my friends would be here. My communication with my significant other would be here. My family would be here. And as I've gotten older, even though those relationships are obviously different from one another, I've actually started to communicate similarly to everyone in the exact same way yeah. because that's healthier for me to maintain, number one. And two, it's more balanced and you <laughs> really shouldn't you. have... Yeah, you shouldn't really have different levels. I mean, again, your relationship is going to be different with these types of people and these like, it's going to be different with your family, obviously, than your friends. But you, I feel like you should still have relatively the same level of communication or at least commitment to communication. You don't always have to communicate the same thing. You might communicate less or more depending on who you're talking to, but your commitment is something that I feel like should be the same. So as I've gotten older, it used to be different, but it, in all of them now, it's starting to become way more similar. I, I've noticed in my twenties. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, that's you, Tanner. It's kind of funny you mentioned that because I was going to say something similar about how it's not that I was being fake or trying to act different around different groups of people, but in a way, it kind of is because my ways of communicating with even certain friend groups was completely different. The way I would talk or some of the mannerisms, just because you're trying to adapt to how the the group is in a way, right? And like Connor said, now it's just kind of pretty much one way of communication. I think I'm more, I don't want to say blunt, but way more straightforward was before I think I was timid, especially with my family and my significant other, right? Trying to walk on eggshells. You don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But as I've gotten older, I realized that no one's perfect. And I'm sure I will regardless say things that upset people or maybe rub people the wrong way. But I'm way more straightforward and honest. Uh, but also way more empathetic and open to how they are instead of just saying how I think and thinking that, that that's it. It's going to be a one-way conversation. Now the communication is two ways. I'm way more mindful of how the other person's going to react and feel in any situation with family, friends, work, whatever. GT? Yeah. Uh, I think that's beautiful, boys. I think me personally, I'm I'm a combination of both of what y'all said earlier on in high school and middle school, I would always try to fit in and I would talk differently with other people because yep. I would try to, I wasn't being authentic in my true self. And I would try to kind of cater mm -hmm. to what other people, how they acted, how they talked and that that wasn't healthy. Right. So I then started to start to love myself fully and how I, go about my about my business my whereabouts and how i carry myself i was thinking about it when connor said hey you have family here friends here work co-worker whatever right and morphed in i think because when we get into our 20s right this is something that i think a lot of people can relate to is your circle it can start from out here right because in elementary school you're like oh yeah i'm friends with this person i'm buddies that starts to get smaller yeah. and smaller the older you get yeah to where it's like yeah. the, your inner circle and you can have now i'm not saying people outside this inner circle like fuck them i'm not saying that right but you're gonna have your like your circle and those people 
are like the people you've been, you know, been through ups and downs. You've been through right. some stuff or, but I think how you communicate with them is you're being able to be your true self. Yeah. A hundred percent. That communication kind of talking about how your friend groups start out larger and then get smaller as you get older for people that are kind of in their twenties to, to make it relatable to the theme of the podcast, we grew up with, with tech and social media, you know, we were kind of the pioneers of, I mean, you name it, Facebook grew up on Instagram, you know, got it when it first came out, et cetera. And that kind of forced us to stay more connected because of social media and tech and everything like that. So with the texting, constantly staying connected with others, you know, how has that affected your in-person communication? And a follow-up question with that is, do you think we are too connected with everyone? Oh, that's a, oh, you can go in different ways. I think this is a very, like, you yeah. can go so many different ways and opinions oh, yeah. and views on this. It's hard. Because I think, I would say for me personally, I'm a very extroverted person, and I'm sure both of you know that completely. I know Tanner does. Tanner knows I'm not an introvert. I'm not scared to talk to people. I'm not scared to go and do stuff. But I think with tech being something where, like, Say, for instance, right, Connor, you haven't seen Tanner in what? How long? You said two, three years? Yep. Right? Imagine had we not had tech. Mm-hmm. What, like, what would that relationship be? That'd be right. letters. That that takes forever. Have you ever <laughs> yeah. sent a letter and tried to get one back? How long that shit takes? Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Right? And that's something that, thank God, we didn't grow up. But thank you, parents and grandparents, for dealing with that. I appreciate you <laughs> for able to stay with people who are like us. And I think, honestly, tech has honestly helped us because we get to start to see people, how they truly interact with other people through tech. Because there's so many platforms to go through. And you can see people being, f- like, fake. You can see people just not being their true selves. And you can see more of them. So me personally, I think you do that. But at the same time, people could put on a front, like I've said multiple times. It's literally how you use social media. Yep. It, it's, I hate saying that for so many things, but it really is. It really is. But I definitely think like it helps people who really are close. It helps them stay that much more connected. And God forbid, like, say something with family, right? It's, it could be so good. And I'm, but I'm going to stay on the more positive side. I definitely think tech has absolutely helped us stay in contact with those that we truly love and we care for. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think it's, it's helpful. Like, it's really nice. I, I play video games with some of my close friends in Georgia all the time, right? And we play sometimes, like, we'll play, like, every single night together. And so we talk, like, every single day in a different way maybe than it would have been in the past where the only way that we would have talked that often is if we went out every single night together or if we were in a job together, right? So it's, like, it's definitely impacted it in terms of outreach and in terms of, like, if somebody moves away, for example, you don't feel as not connected to them as you maybe would have in the past. And so I think it's, it's improved like long distance communication. I would say that it can help you improve your general communication. But for me, so. I, I do think that there is sometimes I kind of like that you asked that There's maybe feeling, yeah, like maybe feeling too connected because a lot of the times with social media now, I mean, we're, we're so many things grab shit. our attention. It's like, 
it's like, oh, this is happening with this person. Oh, this is happening with this person. We get all these new Carried updates, away. these new events. And then it's like when we're, when we're around people that we're already used to talking to, or we already know what's going on with their life, maybe like having that connection sometimes in life, it isn't as deep as it would have been if you didn't have that. So there is yeah. like a trade-off. I don't think there's inherently anything worse or bad. I just think that we definitely have to learn how to manage it. And I think we're still in such a primal age of technology with how to communicate that we haven't quite figured out the exact right ways to like balance. This is a good way to communicate, but I also need to focus on more in-person communication as well so that I don't, we don't lose that with each other, you know? Yeah. I would say uh, since you guys took a positive route, I'm going to take a little bit of a negative route just to counteract it. I would say that definitely a lot of positives with the tech and thing connected and everything, but if you are an introverted person, which I'm a little bit of a combination with, like, for example, with past relationships, with the tech and texting and FaceTime and social media and Snapchat, it's like you constantly have to be doing something with that person. And if you don't, then it's like, oh, what's wrong? Why aren't you talking to me? I mean, you can. Your, your, your phone's right here. You're telling me that you don't want to talk to me for a few hours. So I would say that for me, I like to have some me time and just literally get off the phone and just recharge. And like you said, it's just a balance in communicating that with whoever you need to do that with. So in some ways, I feel like we are too connected. Uh, like you said, Connor, you know, it, almost like distractions on social media in a way of this person's doing this, this, and this. And then you can just go down the rabbit hole of right. you know, seeing what everyone's that's, that's doing. self-control. Yeah, it's 100% self-control. I think there's definitely a lot of positives, though, like you said, long distance communication, staying yeah. in touch with people over longer times and especially in your 20s dude after college yeah like, bro imagine imagine if we didn't have tech right now that's what our parents and grandparents did they had their best friends in college right their big their friend group what happened to that friend group do you think they still talk with all those people no not always no. but if you did and the only way you had was the the telephone you know like a landline shit that's when you know they were, they were true friends you know so it's almost exactly. like a balance of of uh now quality over quantity back then from our sponsor guys getting through the 20s is very tough and as you know a lot of topics we discuss on this podcast surround mental health so that's why i'm proud to say thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the podcast guys if you don't know who BetterHelp is they are the world's largest therapy service and they are 100 percent online with over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists you can be helped with a wide range of issues to get started, first you answer a few questions about your needs and preferences for therapy, so that way they are able to match you with the right therapist from their network. You can then chat with your therapist however you seem fit, whether it's text, chat, phone, or video. You can chat with your therapist at any time, and you can schedule your live sessions whenever it is convenient for you. If you have any issues with your therapist, you can switch to a different therapist with no additional charge. And with BetterHelp, you get the same quality and professionalism as in-office therapy, but with more flexibility in scheduling, at a more affordable price, and with custom-picked therapists for you. So guys, what are you waiting for? Get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp therapy at betterhelp.com slash let's talk 20s. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash let's talk 20s. Thank you, guys. 
for listening and let's get back into the episode. Oh, dude, absolutely. You kind of mentioned something that I, I was just thinking about, Tanner, how when we're actually in person, we're on our phones or we're still distracted or we're still that in that mindset so of being annoying. distracted, right? And one thing that I think is so underrated these days that people don't always have with each other is is the ability to have silence and it mm. not be a problem with communication, which is viewed as a problem in communication a lot of the times now if you have silence with your friends or silence with your significant other. Don't talk but to like, someone. Sometimes you just don't have stuff to talk about. And it's like, it doesn't mean that there's a lapse in communication. I mean, how many times have you had a family dinner in Thanksgiving and nobody talks after they're sitting in the living room vegging out from eating the food? Does that mean <laughs> there's a problem with you and your family? No, it just, you're just you're just there like it's just nothing wrong with that right so it's like that's one thing i think that's social media has definitely made worse is silence being like viewed as a bad thing whenever you have right. it with people you care about right even with your friends right sometimes you know you don't talk to someone for a month or two months or some time passes by and then they're like well are we not even friends anymore like why haven't you, you talked to me but at the same time you know it's that's why i feel like we're too connected in some ways yeah. some people take it the wrong way if you aren't constantly in touch with them and you know that's why i feel like it's sometimes a little a little too draining but i um, i agree i agree yeah. and i mean like you're you're you just because you don't necessarily communicate sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean that your intent is to be that certain way with your communication, like you don't want to talk to them. I mean, that's an important part of communication, your intent combined with your actions and what you want to do with your communication. You know, I, I personally think both are important, but you know, it's, it's hard sometimes nowadays when your intentions or what you do with how you communicate can be viewed a certain way. I mean, that was another thing I was, a cur I was kind of curious about. Do you guys think it's better to communicate with your actions more, or do you think it's more important to communicate with like your intent slash purpose of what you want to do or are both equally important? Ooh, I, I got to speak on this first. I'm sorry. I know I speak a lot first, no, but ahead, man. when you said that, I don't think it's either one. I think it's actions through and mm. purpose. There's something you can do in action, but have no intent, no purpose. That's, you could bring in a bunch of phrases, right? Like practice makes perfect, right? That's one, right? That can be put into all types of practice of communication with yeah. people. Or you could say, oh my God, I can't even remember the other phrase, but it's something where if you just do an action, what, what the hell does that mean? Cause then if you have no intent or purpose with it, you're just doing a random action what was the benefit of it? Right. There's no benefit. If you, but if you have an intent and purpose with something, you're actually trying to create something out of it. So yep. that's me personally, I think, and that's something I've really think can, with communication, you have to have like an intent and purpose. Cause yeah. think about it. How many conversations have, and just us three alone, We've had so much intent and purpose and we've gotten to the point into the core of what we want to talk about and what right. we're trying to get across. If we came in this podcast with no intent, no purpose, where do you even think we'd be? I tell you what, we wouldn't have a sponsor. We would not still be going because we wouldn't have an intent or purpose because then mm -hmm. it would just feel like busy work. And we'd be like, okay, what well now? But I feel like when it's also, it's a driving factor. So yeah. for me personally, I think you can't just go about it with just actions, but also actions do speak louder than words. Yes, they do. Right. So, and that's something that's me. Now, some people might think words like you can hurt people, right? 
Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's an action. Or some people could be the other way because everyone's so different, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, good point, man. Very good point, dude. Yeah, that was a good point. I think I personally just think the intent and purpose is slightly more important simply because I think most, if not all actions that you have are driven by a subconscious intent or purpose. And when you're communicating with someone, if they do not know your intent or purpose, and then you're just committing actions that are all over the place, they're going to be like, well, what the hell? For example, let's say something that, that a lot of us used to relate to is when we were all single and we were, you know, just talking with people and we had a crush on this one person and we said that we liked them like, oh, you know, I like you too. But then guess what? You catch them at a party with someone else. And then next thing you know, the next day they're over at, you know, you guys are hanging out at your place or something. That's and it's that like, girl. well, yes. But the point is like, what's your intent? What's your purpose? Because what you're communicating to me is that, Ain't you know, girl. no, you, you're doing this, you're doing that. You're all over the place. So I feel like everything you do has a purpose or intent behind it. So when you're communicating and you're trying to communicate well with others, whether yeah. it's your family, friends, significant, significant other, whatever, you need to have an intent with the conversation. And that way your actions are either correct and coincide with what you said, or if they are wrong and do not, one, that person can correct you or two, you know what you said to that individual so you can correct yourself. Right. There's meaning behind what you're saying. Right. And that's like something like there's meaning behind what Tana yeah. just said is you have meaning towards what you're saying. Yep. With that subconscious intent and purpose, and that meaning comes out to your communication. You should at least have that. You can work on the action, and you can work on the execution. Oh, yeah. And that's that's way easier to work on than to to fake intent and to fake like what you mean to do. Because you, you could have the best intentions in the world and just mess up with how you execute it. And that's like, okay, well, then you're just clumsy maybe sometimes, or you just you just need a little work and a little bit of practice. But if you have a good heart and a good intention, I feel like the people that care about you will be way more understanding of good intent and good purpose. But I like what you said, GT, because if all you have is good intent and good purpose, but you never act on it, then you're just talking and you're not really right. doing anything about yeah. it. So it, it, it is like taking action with through the purpose of good intent and, and good measures. Like, I, I think that there's something to be said about start, start with something, but don't just end with that. Again, I like what GT said about that. And I think, I think it's important to learn how to ask for help. If you want to know how to execute your actions with people that you think have good communication, but also just realize that your intent and your purpose, you need to find out exactly what that is and you need to delve into that. So it's just a balance. You'll find out. I got something to say. This is gonna this is something I should have started off by saying. Intent and purpose. Tanner literally said it, but we didn't crystal clear define that, right? Your subconscious intent and purpose. That's the foundation. So honest to God, that intent and purpose is your foundation and how you build on your foundation is how you interact, communicate, yep. do things through. You have to have that as a foundation. Because yeah. if you don't, you're lost. Nothing. Oh, that's like exactly right. But That's what Connor, you, you kind of touched that at the end of your response of how 
you you learn that over time and like i said sometimes your actions are are not 100 percent coincide with what you said and you you learn and you adapt and you try again at least your intent and purpose is is true and you're trying but how has your communication kind of evolved um your skills with your family for example your skills with your friends as you know you guys have all gotten older how has that evolved over the last few years I mean, I, I touched on it earlier, but I'm glad to be talking about this because I'm actually going, I'm going through something right now where I'm really trying to work on my communication skills with everybody. And that's like a big focus for me this year is to be more, to be more forward, to be more honest, to be more open and to be more diligent with my communication, with my job, with my friends, with my family, with my girlfriend, with, with everybody, you know, my communication skills in terms of like just reaching out to people that I want to hear from, especially my friends, take more forward initiative with my communication than I used to. In high school, it was really easy to take it for granted. And even in college, you know, because we were all kind of in this like limbo state of, ah, oh, we're just all figuring ourselves out. And we're just like trying to enjoy ourselves a little bit, you know, and it's not saying that you don't, you can't still do that in your 20s, but as you get older and you get jobs and you get more responsibilities, my some of my friends are getting married. Some of them just bought a house. Some of them are having kids. It's not enough to just be there when they're ready for you to be there. Sometimes people get lost in life and maybe they just need somebody to reach out to them. Or if you have the time and energy to do it, you if you can be forward with your communication, I, th I think it's helpful for people who are just really buried in the everyday life of what they have to do. I have a friend who he just got married. They just got a house and they're having a baby in two months. And I, so his communication is like, man, he, yeah. I mean, he got married in 2021. They got a house. Damn. Yeah. They got a house in 2022. And so now, and then they're having a baby and he's in master school. So I don't, I don't hear from him that much anymore. One thing I would also say, and then I'll let myself go is I've had to let go of expectations for what I expect from people to like reach out to me. And that's a big one is yeah. and that's something that's a huge thing for my resolutions this year is letting go of expectations, being too hard on myself, but also like being too hard on others and expecting that things are going to be the same. I mean, they're not going to be the same. And instead of just thinking, man, I wish I just heard from them more. It's like, well, if I want to hear from them more, I'm going to just reach out to them because I want to hear from them more. And if they respond, they respond. If they don't, it's fine. Can't take it personally. It's un unless that you know that there's a specific reason. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, it's not like that. It's just people are busy and you get in life, you get bogged down. That's how my communication skills have changed is Boy. managing expectations and being way more forward with stuff that I care about. Tanner, pardon me. Connor, I, I, me personally, if I reach out to you, but you don't reach back out, there's there comes a point where I'm starting to catch the drift. Like, okay, cool. Like if I'm not that important to you, if you don't prioritize, if you don't like reach out, if you don't text me, DM me, I don't care. Need people's attention. Like no one should go about life with needing attention and having to communicate with everybody. Right. If I communicate with people, it's because like, I genuinely care about them. Like I want to see how they're doing. Yeah. Like I'm not going to go out of my way for someone that I was in class with in sixth grade that I haven't seen in six years. Well, to touch on what you both said, I think the communication I have now in general has more meaning and purpose. And I don't mean that as like trying to get something out of every time I talk with someone or a conversation or a call or whatever. But when I am talking to someone, it typically 
it's it has more meaning behind it, right? There's a reason why I am talking to you, and that has in part to do with how my circle has shrunk over the last few years. Yeah, and to appreciate having strong communication with my friends and family and building our relationships means more now than it did in years past. So I think those two things, my my circle shrinking, and then also me appreciating my relationships I have in general in my life more now than ever, both kind of helped produce more purpose and meaning I am communicating with someone. And then the other thing, how it has changed, my communication skills have changed over the last few years is just realizing, like you said, Connor, that I did my part. And if it's not reciprocated, I mean, it, it is what it is. People come and go or people are just too busy and you kind of have to understand where that person is in their life. And yeah, I mean, it's a whole nother topic of learning when to let go of someone and, you know, when it's time to, to realize that that person shouldn't be in your life anymore. But that's, that's a different thing. Yeah. We talked a little bit before the podcast and GT was curious about our opinions about that. Did you have something you wanted to ask about that with GT? GT. At what point does communication between someone end or die out? Like what adds to this coming into play? I kind of agree with you. I was really bad about holding on to friendships out of the sake of loyalty from our past and our shared experiences. I mean, loyalty is important. Shared experiences are great and all, but it's not, it's not nothing to build a foundation on if, if there's nothing on top and it just keeps crumbling. I had a friend who, I won't go into specifically who they are, but I had a friend who I was friends with since elementary school. And when college came around, we didn't communicate as much and he was busy. And I remember we got into a fight one time about how we weren't communicating. So I started trying to be really forward with my communication. And then I started making changes for myself that were better. And I started to better myself as a person. And I became friends with him when I was kind of like lower down in the dumps. And as I started getting out of that, I realized our communication wasn't the same anymore. So because we couldn't relate to like as much stuff as we used to be able to. So our communication got worse. And I tried for, I mean, I tried for so long, I'd go months without hearing from this guy and like a year, I think at one point. And I still send him messages because if I really care about you unconditionally, <clears throat> I don't let that go easily. So when I moved, I basically told him I was, I was leaving and then the whole, oh yeah, I can't want to hear from you. And then nothing, you know, no, no effort. It's like, you have to realize at what point you're putting in more effort than you're getting back in the friendship. Um, you really do. And it's a hard thing to evaluate if you're loyal to people. And it's a hard thing to evaluate if you really care about people. But friendships, like, I know they're hard sometimes and you have to work at them sometimes, but they shouldn't be that much work. It shouldn't be you bending over backwards just to hear from somebody. It really shouldn't. It's not, yeah. people want to hear from you and want to talk to you they're going to reach out to you. I'm sorry, they are. It's the same thing with romantic relationships. I think it's that, Connor, that's a great point. And you know what it is for me, and the reason why I had my circle shrink, it, it wasn't even because of the lack of communication with, with people. What it was is as I'm getting older and I am maturing, evolving, and figuring out who I am as a person, my morals and principles, what I found to realize is it's not that people are different than me and they have different hobbies and interests. I love that. I love to have friends who do different stuff than me because then I'm able to learn about their hobby and interest. And just to see my friends have a yeah. specific, you know, interest is really cool. So it's not that 
that they're different than me. It's that their principles and morals and what they prioritize in their life was different than what I did. And like I said previously, over the last few years, I have really, really valued and appreciated and have more gratitude for people who I genuinely care in my life, my close circle, my my girlfriend, my friends, my family, everything. And um, that's when I realized that the friendship and relationship is, is dying out or it's going to die out because my morals and principles and things I prioritized and thought were very important to me were not the same with them. So it was me reaching out to them more than them reaching out to me, but it was also because the things I valued and thought were very important to me, such as good communication skills was not reciprocated or obviously theirs wasn't lined up with mine. And therefore that's how, that's how my relationships and friendships died out. Boy. Fair point, man. Connor, I've I've said my stuff. Yeah. Boy, if you just don't reciprocate and I start to catch that wave, it smell you, bitch. I still smell you. Stuff. Smell you later. Yeah, that's your phrase. You. That's your phrase, bro. Smell you. Smell you, bitch. I don't need you. <laughs> I really don't. Well, boys, for the final question before we wrap it up here, we always got to end the episode on a high note and a way to have the audience and listeners get some tips and advice or ways that they can actually apply to what we've said into their own life. So my question for you is... What are some tips and advice that you that have helped you out with becoming a better communicator with different specific relationships? I would say for me personally, just if you need to, I know this sounds so basic and cliche, but talk in the mirror to yourself. You know, you can act it out. That could be something for you. I mean, Honestly, not even like something to practice. I think when you get to self-love and yourself and truly accepting yourself, how you communicate with others, don't start changing yourself for all these other people. Cause then you're not doing life how it's intended to be and how you could really make it as a authentic and of you. Cause then at that point, you're not ever going to fulfill your true self and your true needs, wants or whatever, whatever you want to say. So I think. It's not even like a practice coming more to like self-control, self-acceptance and self-love. I like what you said, GT. And the first thing I thought of was we've been talking a lot about communicating with other people and other relationships specifically. And you also have to learn, GT was already alluding to it. You have to learn how to communicate to yourself in the exact same way. It's got to start with you. It's not going to be any easier if you communicate poorly to yourself and you try to go do it to others. Like there's going to be a mismatch. You're, you're going to find that you're not successful with it because you're not being consistent in all your relationships with it. You have to find a communication style that works for you and you have to, you have to learn how to be diligent with your communication with yourself too, so that you can go bring it out to other people. I mean, you know, we've mm-hmm. talked about self-love. We talked about positive self-talk, all those things. I mean, it's that kind of communication, but it's also time management. It's also just being honest with yourself if you met, if you make a mistake about something, all those kind of things. It's, it's important for you to communicate properly and open with yourself so that you can extend it out to other people. And then I, another piece of advice I would say, if, if you're feeling like you want to hear from people and you're feeling like you put in a lot of effort, Uh, My advice is just be forward with it. And if it feels like it's too much effort or you're really that stressed out about it, like if you're really this stressed about talking to your friends, 
just let it go. Learn to let go of these kind of things. You're, you're going to find that you're probably going to be happier and you shouldn't be that stressed out about people that really care about you in your life. It, it should not be that hard. No, it shouldn't be. In addition to what the two of you said, which by the way is fantastic advice. I would say if, if you are communicating with someone and you are getting frustrated or upset with that person, you know, we're naturally wired to think that we are right. But to take a step back and really try to understand that person's perspective and really try to understand where their mindset's at helps you with, you know, disagreements with your family, friends, significant other, and just being able to understand that that person has feelings and emotions as well. And they're going to feel as validated in a situation as you think you are, right? And so to be right. able to actually get into that other person's perspective and mindset and say, oh, I can see why they are thinking this way in this situation, even though I think it's wrong. That's why they're thinking that way. You know, my girlfriend, Cameron, bless her soul. She likes to test me, dude. I've never had a girl who challenges challenges me more and she really oh, likes to be it. right. And I like to be right I too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like to be right too, but, but she, she really challenges me and our communication has gotten significantly better because I, in certain arguments or disagreements, whatever, specifically with our relationship, I've done a better job at opening my eyes to her side of everything and being more understanding. And like you've always said, be a better communicator yourself and learn to let go. So with that being said, use this advice. I hope you guys like this episode a lot. Yep. Another one down. Communication in all relationships. Until the next one, we'll catch you guys later. Peace. Go dogs. See you guys. Go dogs. Go dogs. TCU. <laughs> <laughs>